if he can't hear me, you can move closer, but not too close. Right? We had a mice uh, over over Yomtev. We couldn't let people from out, out of out of town into the into the building yeshiva. So a woman came into the Ezra's Noshim. So my wife went over to her and you know asked her who she was. Didn't recognize her. She was somebody. It was a local uh, somebody local. My wife didn't recognize. So my wife said that was good because otherwise she, she would have had to say Shalom Aleichem. Nice to meet you. Please leave. Welcome to Stom. Please leave. Right? This is Stom. No, no guests allowed. You know. So that's that's sort of like what we feel like. Uh, you know. Stay away. Um, About, I guess, 14 years ago, uh, what I did over over the winter, instead of going, saying things on the parsha, I went through what I felt were the war, which are which are kosher, important that the Bnei Torah should understand. You know, I told I put, put down about 13 or 14 different topics they wanted to speak about. Over the course of the winter, some took one shmuz, some took multiple shmuz in. Um, and uh, I'd like to do the same this year. So we're not going to tie things to the parasha. We're going to go by topic over the winter. So uh, the, obviously the, the, uh, the schus region goes to Lima Natara. And uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, but interestingly enough, I'm going to start from last week's parasha, but not because I'm talking about the parasha. But uh, that's a, it's a good place to start. Um, how many of you, uh, how, how many people over here have shaykhs to Chabad? Who has shaykhs to Chabad? Don't be embarrassed. Okay, so what does Chabad stand for? Chacham Bina Vadas. Okay, so let's translate Chachma Bina and Das, please. So Chachma is, is, is information. If a person learns a safer, he has information, that's Chachma. What's Bina? So, bina is insight, understanding. So, from Marshall. So, the word bina comes from the word binyan. So, Rashiba said, when they, they put out the Savior for a gifter, so Rabbi Spiro uh, interviewed me for the Safer, your book, whatever you want to call it, biography. And um, I told him a story which he said, I can't put it in the book. But I'll tell you back another story which you can't get in the book, which I wouldn't come from the book either. So here's the story. So the Sheba went to, to learn. He was learning Rabbi Sochanan. Nowadays known as YU. Riyadh was known as YU, although they didn't have the YU, the, U, the, the university prior to that point in time. When Rabbi Yosher had his 50th year old, so Riyadh put out, Riyadh put out a, a safer in, in his honor, and so did YU. Yeshiva contributed to the Riyadh safer, not to the YU safer. So I wasn't part of YU. I'm not alumni of YU. Alumni of Rebbe So he was there for three years. He was learning by Ramesha Selavachik. And then he went to learn tells for five years, from 33 to 38. So he told us a story that he was, one time, there was a, there was a, not, there was a Galach, there was a priest there in tells who had been in America, in Chicago, for a period of time, and had learned English while he was, here in Ameri- while he was in America. And he went back to Tells. Tells was a, it was a city of about 10,000 people, which for, for Lithuanian standards was considered a big yeshiva, a big, a big city. But, the, the, you know, uh, 10,000 people is a little dicky, whatever. But for, for that, the, 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 you know, it was, it was considered a large city. There was nobody in, in the city who spoke English. 
So this, this Galich, who had learned English in America, wanted to keep, hold on to his knowledge of English, so he decided that he has to, he has to, he has to you don't talk and you forget it. So who spoke English? There was four Bachram in the yeshiva for America. We're given to being one of them. So, better story, the Bachram used to take walks. Talk and learning, he used to take walks together. So he, was, he used to walk with this Caruso, he used to talk and learning together at lunchtime as they would take, they would take walks. So the Galich used to wait around the, co- the, the, the route that the Gifter used to take so that he could, could cop a shmooz with the Gifter as he's taking his walk lunchtime. So the Misa, he and the, 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 the Rashiva made a sh- got a shaykhah to this Galich. So one point in time he borrowed a science book from the Galich. And um, so he's, uh, a little while later, he's talking, walking with his Rosh Hashiva, Rav Mitzvah the Rosh Hashiva in, in, in Europe, Shanyikam Domoy. And he mentioned to the, to the Rosh Hashiva that uh, he's, he's reading the science book that he borrowed from the Gala. So, so parenthetically, so Rosh Hashiva says to me, I can't, I can't write that a gifter had a shaykhist to a priest in an art school biography that he borrowed a science book and he was reading it while he was in Tells in Europe. And he was discussing with his Rosh Hashiva about the fact that he was reading a science book that he borrowed from a Galuch in, uh, there, in, there in Tells in Europe. It just doesn't fit into art school biographies. They're not, it's not going to go. So that was, you know, he says, story's not going in. I said, okay, but it's great. So let's finish the story. So he's walking. So, he, so the Rashiva asked the Nuvos Lantzman, tell me something, over something interesting that you read in the science book that you borrowed from the Galach. So he says that uh, something about they were discussing gravity. So the, the, the Grai said to him, Rami Tzablok said to Sir Gifter, he says, imagine Newton, the story is apocryphal, let's say, but that, that he contemplates the idea that apples fall down. And he made the first law of physics, apples fall. Apples fall, right? True statement. Yeah. Have you ever seen apples fall upwards? You know, on their own? No. Apples always fall. Would he have made it into history? Obviously not. What put him into history? We understood why apples fall. What's the yesoid behind apples falling? So if you understand the, the lumness, why apples fall, you can explain how the planets move. You can move from apples to planets. So then he gave him a marshal. He says, imagine there's a person who, who learns Yeridae. What is Yeridae? A fellow memorizes 10,000 alakas in Yeridae. Right? He knows them backwards and forwards. Those 10,000 alakas, he knows Klor without any shayla. Talmachachem? Yeah? No? He doesn't understand why. He said, I'm Oris because there's 100,000 possible Shilas. So if you don't understand why, you can't pass on a Shiloh. You don't know what to do with it. Those 10,000 Alokas, you know. If you, if you don't understand why, you can pass on a million Shilas. So the Bina is why. Bina is the ability to take a concept, understand why it's true, what are the Gedorim which define it, and then I can apply it elsewhere. I can build with it. I can make a binion with it. So the, 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 the first step of learning is after I understand exactly state, as they say in Brist, right? The state, right? 
You want to know farvoshtet? Why? Because that can, then I can say, well, if that's the lump, that's not the yisoy. I can, oh, so this nebuzach is over here. I can, I can make a sushtado elsewhere. I can build with it. So bina is a true, is a deep understanding to the point that I can build with it. It's quite an accomplishment, right? Rishiva told us that the um, the the smicha bechinen tells the tells of Rav didn't give a smicha bechinen, but the, the smicha bechinen tells was there was a little shtetl near tells called Vainut. Rabbi Avigdor Miller that Sal's wife was from Vainut. Her gift went to the Chasta. She got married. They got married in Europe. He, he, he Rabbi Miller was learning in Slobodka. He was from, he's an American. He was learning in Slobodka. Gifted was learning in Tells. They, they knew each other from America. And when he got married, he went to Vainut. So he went to the Vainut Rav. Vainut Rav's name was. Rabbi Ezra Altshuler. Rabbi Ezra Altshuler. So he went over to the to the the, the, the Rav. It was very common the Bachim would you know cop around an opportunity to talk to Adam Gadol and learning. So he went over to the to Rabbi Ezra Altshuler to the Venuta Rav to ask him a kasha. The kasha he said was on Zvachim Daf Samachvav. The Shiva says a story. He went to ask the Venuta Rav a kasha on Zvachim Samachvav. So the Venuta Rav says I have to see the Gemara first. So Gifter says I went to get a Gemara. He says Nich Mein Das Nisht. On the spot he repeated word for word verbatim Gemara Rashi Toisus. Some of Ovam and Aleph on the base, but word for word, right on the spot. Ah, we chazed over the Gemara. Now I can now I can answer your question. That was the Benut Rav. What was the smicha bechinen tells? So you would go to Benut for three days. Benut was the size of this room. It's about the size of this table. It's about as big as under this table over here. That's, there was this little dicky thing. The Rav sat and learned the whole day. So what did he do? For three days, he talked to you learning. Anywhere in all of Shas and, and all of Shulchanar. 12 hours a day. For three days in a row. 12 hours a day you spoke to him in all of Shas. Anywhere in Shas. Zvachim, Menachis, Nida, Zeroyim, wherever he wanted, wherever he picked, he spoke to you, you spoke to him in learning. Then it's anywhere in Shulchanar. Kosha Mishpat, Arachayim, Evanesh, it didn't make a difference. And after three days, if he felt you knew how to learn, he gave you smicha. And the Telzerov would sign off on the smicha. So Rashiva said, I mean, you know, like he one time told us that um, to pass in a Shiloh of an Emmis, to pass in a Shiloh of an Emmis, you have to know all of Shas. Now that's not true, because if you really want to pass in a Shiloh, something there's a Rai is from the anywhere, anywhere in Shas. I remember when I was learning the story of opening cans on Shabbos. One of them occurs of opening cans on Shabbos. It's a Mishnah. In the sect is Kalim. Well, you never, you've never learned Kalim, how are you going to pass in the Shabbat about opening Kansas Shabbat if you don't know the sect Right? So that's for sure Pasha. But he said, that, that's not what I mean. That's Pasha. That's not that. I, we didn't need our gift to tell me that, right? Tell us that. He said, you have to say, if you learn, learn Shas, you'll notice that Chazal think differently in Nashim than they do in Nizikin. And they think differently in Nizikin than they do in Kachim. And they think differently in Moya than they do in, in the Nashim and Ezekiel and Kachim. They think differently. There's different ways to look at things. Until you've been trained in all the different ways of looking at something, you really shouldn't be passing the Shiloh. So the Torah says, you, gotta, you had to know Shas. So that's Bina. That's decent, right? So what's that? 
So we got Chachma, we got Bina. So I have, I, I know all 10,000 Allahs of Yaradeh, I know every single one. That's Chachma. I understand why. That's Bina. I could be pretty proud of myself. Pretty accomplished. He said, there's a meeting of Madrigal called Das. So what is Das? Um, I don't know how many, many of you are, are, are readers in the, in the sense of like real literature. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. Um, right. You know, I, I don't mean like the, uh, the uh, Froome novels. If you read some of the classics, how many of you read, read Moby Dick? Don't, yeah, okay. The, 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 the unabridged version. Yeah. yeah, okay, good. All right. So, everybody's familiar with Cliff Notes, right? Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, Cliff Notes. Cliff Notes is if you don't want to read the book, you can go to the store and buy this thing. It's about 30 pages long, which gives you the main name, names, the characters, the plots, etc., etc. So, you basically get the whole story in 30 pages. So, Francis Gutakasha, if the, Mr. Cliff, whoever his name was, can put this thing together in 30 pages, why in the world did it take Herman Melville 600 pages to write the same stupid thing? All right? It's a good cash. What's the answer? The answer is, when you read the cliff notes, you don't get absorbed in the book. When you read the book, and he has uh, five pages describing the cabin of the captain, he has a whole page describing the door, he has a whole paragraph describing the crack in the window, Right? Like, you know, like, you know, can he finish already? Let's, can we move on to the next thing already? You know, like, you know, oh my gosh. Right? But you get into the story. How many of you have the experience? It's, I, I, everybody has the Yitzhar. Everybody has the Yitzhar, right? Yitzhar is you can't control yourself. So I'm going to do a public confession right now. I, am, I, I once walked into a secular uh, bookstore. Actually, north of Olney, I was, I was driving to Baltimore from Olney, I was, and I, I saw a bookstore. I, a bookstore, you've got to stop at, stop at a bookstore, right? So I walked in and said to the, I said to the there's, it was like a private-owned bookstore, these two women. I said, I'm starting a new group called Overreaders Anonymous. That you're addicted to reading, you can't control yourself. When I got married, my wife learned that very quickly. She used to hide books from me under her, under her mattress. She says, you know, my mattress is getting very lumpy. Because when I picked the book, I lost, I lost track of time. I lost track of time. You know, so, you know once I was sitting reading a book, you know, and I, my wife went to bed, I was reading a book. All of a sudden, I, you know, I look up, and my wife's there. She says, do you know what time it is? I said, it's like 12.30. She says, it's 2.30 in the morning. I, had no, I lose track of time when I read a book. You get absorbed in a book. Right? That's Das. The ability to connect with the characters in the story. Your, your heart races. You know, you, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you go to a movie. Somebody, somebody might have heard of such a thing. Something called a movie. So in a movie, they, they, you don't have to use your mind to connect. They actually help you. They, they have music and they have ambiance. And, they get, and you get like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And you can cry. Like, it, it's pixels on a screen. Like, what are you crying about? It's pixels on a screen about a story that's never happened. You're getting emotional. Are you normal? That's the midah of das, that you connect to something. It's not just that you 
understand it, that you know it and you understand it, that you connect it. He knew his wife. He understood her so well that he connected to her, that they became connected. That is when you learn something to the point that it becomes part of who you are. There's a limited amount of das that a human being has. And the more you use that das for non-terror things, the harder it is to use it for a piece of Gemara. I, I have to tell you, honestly, I find it much easier to get connected to a book than to get connected to a piece of Gemara. Like, at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, I, just, I, just, I didn't realize I was just stuck in the store for three hours. like this. I don't have that experience too often. Maybe some of you do. I've had it. Like you get, you're in the Gomorrah, you're in the Gomorrah. I didn't know what the time it was. The time the she was, was, uh, was Friday, after, Friday afternoon and tells in the winter, the Seder was over 12.30. So Shiva had a Kharusa. I learned with the Kharusa second Seder, a gift to learn with the first Seder. So I was nice enough to share with my Kharusa with the gift of first Seder. But Friday, there was no, there was no second Seder, so he, he could go as long as he wanted. Seder's over 12.30. 12.30 came, 12.30 went, 1 o'clock, 1.30, 2 o'clock, 2.15, the Shiva says, it's quiet in basic matters. What happened? Where's everybody? He didn't notice. For an hour and 40 minutes, he did not notice that the basic matters was empty. He was so absorbed in the glory, he didn't notice that. Like, Where's everybody? Where did everybody go? Ah, it's 2.15. Like, that ever happened to you? If, you? if yes, you can raise your hand. Just don't be embarrassed. Yeah? All right? That's Das. You say, what person has Das Taro? The reason why it's Das Taro means the Pshat is that the learning is, it has, he's connected to his learning so much. Kazanish writes that there's, there's a tremendous Geshmak in learning. A lot of people read that and don't know what he's talking about. Now, there's a Geshmak in understanding something. That I get. You know, I, I used to, like, I happen to have an affinity towards mathematics. I like mathematics. And I like mathematical problems. And I can get, I, I, there's a geschmack of figuring out a mathematical problem. There's also a geschmack of figuring out a piece of Gomorrah. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. That's true. But that's not Torah. You should just say that's, excuse, Talmud 101. We have Talmud 101 here in Yeshivas. I, should, I can't make fun of it. But anyway, but, um, but, um, it's not a subject. So, but why is tarot learning so important? So now I'm going to get to... How many of you ever listened to the, the tapes from Rabbi Vinimus at Tal Shur, Thursday night class? You ever listened to them? It was an hour long. About 40 minutes into the, into the show, he said, okay, now we'll get to our topic. Well, okay, we got to our topic now. We're about to get to our topic now. I've got 10 minutes left. I've got to get there sometime. Why is learning so important? What do you do when you're learning? Why should you connect to this? Like, what's it about? I meet a, you, meet a, you meet a doctor, an Ehrlich doctor. Right? He's really serious about what he does. He's really helping people. A psychologist, a psychiatrist, a social worker who's really good at what they're doing and they're very serious about what they're doing. And you have a tremendous respect for them because they're doing something very good. 
something of great value. They're helping human beings. Right? Now, I'm going to ask a question which sounds a little bit off, but we're trying to understand why, right? Why is it good to help human beings? What's the value in helping human beings? Like, I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I have, I have relatives which are very into, like, this, into nature, you know, tree hugging, you know, right? You know? They're very into helping trees. So most of these people aren't, aren't, don't think that's such a hush of a thing, but they do, right? You know, they sort of like, some of them are willing to admit, you know, the less human beings around, more trees. So it's better there should be less human beings around because there are more trees, because human beings are the, are the enemy of the tree. So they help human beings is a good thing. Who said? I give this person respect for what he's doing. Respect always is based on a value system. Without a value system, respect is irrelevant. Who said it's valuable to help human beings? The Torah did. The Roshim did in the Torah. Without the Torah, if one of the biggest challenges I, I have to the world of, of Darwinism etc. If man came from monkeys, man has no more intrinsic value than monkeys. So either you're into saving the monkeys and the men also, or neither. Why men yes and monkeys no? It's totally illogical. It's totally illogical that there's a value to human beings more than to monkeys. So there are in economy, there's some of them which are at least they're honest to their shita and you know, my wife was in the zoo with my son, was a little, little boy. My wife told me she had a leaf. She was there's near, the, near the, the ape house. Woman says, you know, says to her little kid, says, look, look at our cousins. My wife said she wanted to, um, like, she just had to get out of there, you know. Right? But when she tells them, you got to care about the orangutans. How do you, you know, care about orangutans? How many of you ever heard of it? Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, let's you know, let's not go there. You know, the lowland gorillas are are, are are in danger of being coming extinct. Does that bother you? Human beings are in danger of coming extinct. Does it bother you? Yes. Who said? The Russian said, without putting a terror into the bria, where the one who created the world tells me that human beings are important. Being a doctor, it's, total, it's the same thing as being a veterinarian, the same thing as being a beekeeper, the same thing as being an, an arboretist who takes care of trees. You might pay the arboretist some good, some good money because he's knowledgeable about how to, about how to take care of your trees, but you don't put him on a pedestal. He's, doing, he's, doing, he's, doing, he's saving, the, saving the trees. But a doctor, we do, because we know it's valuable. So the Vrata Shalom came in the Torah and told us the value of what's valuable in the Bria. How do I know the gazelle is bad? Because otherwise, society's going to fall apart. Now, that's truthfully, that's the Yusoid where many people think. So, if I can do it in a way which will damage society, like what's wrong with gazelles? 
No, gazel is intrinsically bad. Because the Torah said there's such a thing as ownership. If the Torah did not say there's such a ownership, gazel wouldn't be bad. So when I learned the sugyas of Baba Kama, and I started learning the sugyas of gazel, what I'm learning is the Bershom's value system of what's important. Rabbi Rukham said that, that in the early 20s, he said communism is destined to fall. Why? Because if you don't own anything, you can't do chesed. And the, tar- the world is built on chesed. And creating a system where nobody owes anything will, come, will create a society of takers, not of givers, which is exactly what happened. Rabbi Rukh's understanding of what it means, the value of chesed, gave him the clarity to understand that this society can't function. It sounds very noble. Everybody should have, everybody should share. But when you take away the... The, the going says, the three parts of human being are goof, neshama, and mamu. The person's kinyama. It's garden perish in the, the Megillah. The Torah told me that the way, the way we relate to mammon is that kinyanim is, is, is it becomes part of the, the person. So when I give it away, I'm doing a tremendous maisa. And I give it away to somebody else. So Homan wants to destroy Klai Yisrael. As they say, Narav is okay, Tav and Oshim, right? He's going to destroy. Okay, so, so listen, here's the kind. We're about to wipe out your, all your family. You should know every single relative you have. Everything. And not only that, they're stealing your Khamara. Like, really? Who cares about Khamara? But it, it says, you know, the, 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 the cherry on top, the piece of the response of, 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 of Purim, and they're going to steal all of your, uh, of your possessions. So they're going because that's part of you, who you are. How do I know that? That that's the right way to look at something. Not that I should keep it for myself, because Russia made my nature that that's how I connected something, and therefore it's a tremendous mice when I give it away. And it's, it's tremendous mice of gazela, right? It's Korea it's nefesh. When I take somebody's item, it's like I'm, kill, I'm killing him. That's what Dezel is. How do I know that? When you learn Baba Kama, what you're learning is how Hummer Dezel is. Every single part of what Gezel is, but you, deep down you're absorbing that Gezel is a terrible thing. I, I get Shilas. Vinnie Momenis. And, and, and some of them, are, they're, they're beautiful to hear. Like a person's clearing, he's allowed to, maybe he's mechuyiv to, dinner mechuyiv dinner, he's mechuyiv to undo this transaction, he has to give it back. Where, where are these people coming from? Like, you know, like, you know, like they're not normal. Learning Torah does that to you. It, puts, it gives you a value system that the Russian wanted to put in the Bria. And when you connect to that value system by watering your kishkas out to understand what it means, you absorb that. You absorb what the Russian defined as the Bria. What's a better way to understand, have a, a geschmack in the Bria than when you, you can connect to the Bria through the, the one which is what the Bria is really about? So that's enough for today. That's what it means to learn. Now, that's not a derech but maybe next week we'll talk about the derech how to learn. 
in a way which will, will help you get to, to some of this. Um, remember, I'm not a mashkiach. It was my dream to be a mashkiach, but I ended up becoming a, an amorphous blob instead. Right? You know. Somebody asked when I came, he's like, you know, what's your role in yeshiva? I said, like, not exactly sure. Right? I, I put away the chair, I, I set up the chairs, you know, I turned up the lights. The Pastor Shai was, the station was in, uh, give, give the kind of city the light. Fundraise for the Carlo. Right. Do aces. But I think I, you know, over the years, I, I saw Rebbeim who, who learned. So I have a right to tell you a little bit about how, how you're supposed to learn. Um, so I'm not going to tell you that you have to go faster because it's like beating a dead horse at this point in time. Um, I'll just tell you one mice about that. You know, when I when I was when I was younger, when the guys would tell me how slow they're going. I used to get used to get upset and just tell them, you know, my days when I was all, you know. So the mice of the Yakov, the mice of the Yakov. I used to go to Muncie, used to go to Muncie for Ben Uzman and um, to a family for Ben Uzman. I used to, so I got to. I said, I spent time dragging around the Yakov. So Yakov said over a mice, he once Bocha came back from Yeshiva X and he asked them, you know, how much did they learn? They didn't learn too much. And he was not very happy that they're learning so little. That you need to learn more. You need to, you need to, you need to know shas. I mean, like, yeah. I asked him, what was that? He says, you know, I'm going to learn, learn now. When I, I come back, I'll learn Dr. Yemi. That's called learning shas. And that's not called learning shas. I'm sorry. It's not called learning shas. That's, you know. Dr. Yemi wasn't created as a way to learn shas. Dr. Yemi was created as a way to chazer shas. Right? But Ryakov said the Bukhar felt bad. So he said, it were a meister. He was a bakr. He went to, he learned, he learned in Slobodka. He's from Minsk. He learned in Slobodka. And um, he went, took his time to Slobodka, and he came back, Pesach time, back to Minsk. So in that winter, he had learned first Seder from Dap Beis to Dap Samachvav. Okay, that was first Seder. So he was pretty proud of himself. He did, did like, you know, 65 blot for Seder, right? There was a year in, in Minsk who had learned in Volozhin. So he came back and says, you know, Bokhru, come here, let's make a light this man, you know, you know. And he asked him, like, what did you learn this man? So he says, you know, he says, in mine it's Satan, he says, you know, in Volozhin, in the winter, ready? You'd finish two babas, and the Mitsuyonin would finish all three babas in the winter. Baba Kama, Baba Sia, and Baba in the winter. And they knew it. <laughs> Nowadays, they don't learn anything. So Yaakov was being, was being Menachem, the Bukhar. You know, I went through the experience of having this old man, old man you know, give me this, you know, what's the outcome going too slow? So, so, yeah. but, um, so I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, Zadel Epstein used to say the 12th grade, and Yaakov has to tell you some stories about him. So he never, he never got angry. He never lost his control. There's a Maisa Bukhar that's something really, he was not really unhappy about. So he walks in and she says, if I would get angry, I would do this and this and this and this. And if I get angry, I would do this. And he goes on a list of like five things he would do. He says, but I don't get angry. So he got his message across without getting angry. So I'm not going to talk about that. Okay, everybody say.